a blessing to be here this morning and to share a lesson with you this morning. I was thinking about Thanksgiving. I was thinking about how blessed we all are. And I was thinking about uh, this week I, um, I started, uh, I told myself I'm going to work out at 5 o'clock in the morning. And uh, so I woke up and got, got dressed. And as I was getting dressed, Trenton says, uh, can I work out with you, Daddy? And I said, yeah. So we went to the garage and we worked out and it was good. And then the next day, um, I went to bed a little late the night before. So I woke up a little later. I was not feeling good in my body. And I came out of my room and Trenton said, can I work out with you? Now, had he not asked me that, I probably would not have been working out that morning. And because he asked me, I said, yeah, we, we're going to go work out. Just let me get dressed and, uh, and we'll go work out. And um, it's just such a blessing to, um, to be able to experience that and to, um, to work out uh, with your son and, um, and have him inspire you, even though he may have or may not have realized it. And this morning, thinking of blessings, I told Jay to put his shoes on. And um, if you know much about Jay, you know Jay is very stubborn. And um, strong, strong personality, I was corrected. Uh, well, whatever the case may be, he, I told him to put his shoes on, he puts them on, puts on his boots. And I said, Jay, you put your boots on the wrong feet, you gotta switch them. And he says, no, this is how I'm gonna wear them. I said, well, Jay, those are definitely on the wrong feet. And if you know Jay, so he wore his shoes, how he wanted to wear them today. Um, and I think about how wonderful it is to have children in your life. Yesterday, um, we had the opportunity to go and, um, I don't know if you've ever seen those large dinosaurs on the side of the road on the 10 freeway. We got to go see those dinosaurs yesterday and that was a blessing to experience it with children because they have a way of experiencing things that I think us as adults sometimes forget. And so it was a blessing to, to experience those things. And um, the thought that's on my heart this morning is God is love. And the question that came after I had this thought is God is love is why is God is love? Like why has God said in his infinite wisdom, he said, I am love. And when we look in the scripture, what I think is important to remember is that God, that Jesus lived as a man and was crucified on the cross and rose again. He went through that whole process and he said, God is love. And I think that is really powerful and important. And a few things came to my mind as I was thinking about routines and I was thinking about what we need to do every day. And the thing that came to my mind is, did you love God today? Did you love someone today? And did you love yourself today? And I was thinking about that because I realized that in the cares of life, sometimes we can forget those three things. We, for, we can forget to love God. We, for, we can forget to love someone else. And we, for, we can forget to love ourselves. And 
I was thinking about that and um, I was thinking about how powerful God's love is, how infinite God's love is, how tremendous God's love is. And I don't think that we have enough words uh, in, 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 in our language or in any language put together to comprehend God's love. I think it's important to understand that because the devil wants us to think that uh, that God's love is some derivative of human love, and it's not. It's a whole different ballgame. It's not a, a derivative of, of your concept of love. This is something that encompasses the whole universe. This is something that, uh, um, that can take pain, that can take a, 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 a tribulation, and we'll get into that when we get into the Word. What God brought to my mind is this. I don't know if you've ever walked across a, 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 a grassy field after a rain, but every once in a while, you might see a mushroom pop up in the grass after a rain. And um, a funny thing about mushrooms, if you were to go and step on that mushroom and smash it down, if you come back later, there might be six or seven mushrooms there. And what God said is that's how his love is, that when it gets smashed and, and pushed around, well, more people get affected in a positive way, that more love just spews out, that more love comes about because of it. I was thinking about another metaphor about love is, I don't know if you ever made a smoothie, but today I made a smoothie this morning and I put all the stuff in there and I turned it on and it got real loud and I realized, oh, I forgot to put the almond milk in. So to me, love is like the milk and the almond. You have to, if you ever try to do a, 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 a blend without any liquids, it's, 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 it doesn't work out so well. So when you add the almond milk, it makes it nice and smooth. It makes life, I think, a lot easier. And so, um, so I was thinking about all these things, and um, I texted out the, um, the scriptures that I want to look at today. And if someone could put those in the chat for those online, that would be awesome. And one last thing I was thinking about, <clears throat> in pop culture, there's these different sayings that go around. And... Um, and the saying that I hear my students talk about because of something that happened in pop culture is, um, you need to put some respect on my name. This is something I've heard students say. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, I want people to be, when they think of me, I want them to think that I put some love on my name, that I put some, um, that, that they realize that they have been loved. And I don't know if you've been in a situation where you realize maybe after or during the situation that you needed more love. I was in one of those situations this week, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, I want to jump into my first scripture, which I believe is James 4 and 14. If someone could read that, that would be awesome. James 4 and 14. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Amen. As I was reading this scripture, I felt that it did a tremendous job of giving us some context. It says that our life is nothing but a vapor. That it appears for a little time and then it disappears. And so as I was thinking about this and realizing that so many times when I'm upset or I'm frustrated with a situation, I don't think I'm quite comprehending that my life is nothing but a vapor, that we're just here for a little time, 
that more than likely, whatever this issue is, I need to let it go. Whatever this situation is, that I know that God has enough love for it. I know that, that this situation is, um, is that the devil wants to make it bigger than it really is. And um, I said I was going to share about a situation this week that I, I realized when I was in the midst of it that I needed a little more love. So as you guys maybe know, if not, I will share. I've been praying and, and, um, and working on trying to get new computers in my classroom. And this week, they got delivered and installed. Almost $100,000 worth of computers. And I was so excited when the techs finished, the class cheered. It was wonderful. And, um, and these new iMacs, they have little cords on them, which is the same cord that you, you can use to charge your phone. And um, I was in class, and I was teaching and walking around helping people, and a particular student was was being disruptive, you know, making different noises throughout the way, and I could feel myself kind of getting affected by this. And I went around and um, to him several times and and asked him to um, to quiet down and to stop saying those things. And then um, um, the class the class ended, and um, everyone started to leave. And I started I started inspecting the room a little bit, and I realized where that student was sitting, the cord was missing as if the student took the cord. And, and so the students are already all out of my classroom at this point. So actually, I go running out the door. I chase down the child, and I confront him about this cord. I said, did you, did you take this cord? And, and I'm out of breath, and I'm breathing hard, and yelling at this kid in the hallway that I chased down. And, and God said, you need a little more love in this situation, that this person needs your love. That's what they need right now. They don't need you to reprimand them. They don't need you to do all these things that it's just a cord. I bless you with $100,000 worth of equipment in there. It's just a cord. It will be okay. And God blessed me to, to, to calm down in that situation, to get into perspective and to walk away and to be able to, um, to remember that our life is nothing but a vapor. Let's move on to our next scripture, which is 2 Peter 3 and 8. Second Peter 3 and 8. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So if we understand that to God a thousand years is one day, so how much love does he have? If we understand that a thousand years, um, you know, if we live to a hundred, we realize that, that, that we, we still haven't even, we haven't even got past the morning, if you will, of, of a day with the Lord. And so when I thought about this is that God was sharing in the scripture that just one day is a thousand years. And, and, and think about how much he can love us. If he just loved us for a portion of one of his days, that's enough for our entire life and some. Yeah. Let us continue. Um, let's go on to the next scripture, which is John 16 and 33. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. The world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen, amen, amen. When we think about this scripture, we realize that, that what he's saying here is that everything that may happen in your life, Every amazing thing, 
every horrible thing, everything that, uh, that maybe makes you uh, sad, everything that makes you happy, had, that he has conquered it already. That he's already put it on the cross. He's already taken care of it. He said, be of good cheer because everything will work together for good because he's already done it. He's already uh, uh, accessed God's love to make it through uh, hanging on the cross and rising again. So because of this experience, he can say this with, with, with understanding that he can bless us with it. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation and you thought, I don't know if I can make it through this. I, don't, I think this might be too much for me. I don't know if I can make it to the end. What he's saying here is you can do it yeah. if you love him. That he's going to help you. He's going to go along with you. I don't know how many of you guys have ran a race. When I was in high school and college, I used to run the 400, which is one lap. But if you've ever ran a lap as fast as you can, you realize how difficult it is. And almost every time I ran the 400, I wasn't sure if I was going to finish. <laughs> because... It's something about that, that 100 meters at the end that just makes it so difficult. And it becomes a situation where it's, it's mind over matter, if you will. And um, this is a situation that, that, that God is talking about. Some of those situations that, that we don't realize that we can make it through, that God can carry us through. He can be that, that X factor that we can't comprehend, that, we don't, um, that, um, that isn't calculated. One of my favorite things to do is to watch the Olympics. I love watching the Olympics. I love watching um, um, things that I don't know anything about. And I really love it because they have so much statistics and so many things. Um, and I, I love the backstories that they give. And I remember one year we were watching um, um, swimming. This is when Michael Phelps was swimming. And um, at the time, um, the US was the underdog. And they gave all these statistics. And they, you know, they said, you know, that you know the U.S. has never uh, swam this fast, and and that this person was um, you know had been they've been you know winning this uh, event for X amount of years, and on that day I remember the U.S. broke a world record and won, and it was tremendous because we, what we know is all the statistics that we could look at we couldn't have comprehended that we couldn't have, have guessed that that was going to happen, and what what God is saying is that don't look at the statistics. Don't look at what you're supposed to be able to do. Rely on me, is what he's saying. Because it may not add up properly. It, your bank account may not come out in, in the good way, but he's saying that regardless of that, I'm going to help you make it through to the end. And that I've lived a life that I can say that with, 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 with brevity. I can say that with the understanding that I've been there and I've done that. Let us continue. I believe we're on Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called, who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. There's something powerful here. It says to his purpose. And one of the things I think is so important is, is that we may not realize it all the time, but your life is very important to God. He wants you to see very specific people that I'm not going to see, 
that your, maybe your mother isn't going to see, maybe your brother isn't going to see. You're going to see specific people. And there's a specific job that he wants you to, um, to, to do. There's specific people that he wants you to influence. And everything that you experience is going to put you in that direction to be able to affect those people in that time. And so when we look at this, when we talk about our purpose, the things that God blesses you with and, and blesses you through is going to be the roadmap that's going to get you to where he wants you to be. It's going to be the roadmap that's going to bless you to bless the people around you. If you would have came to me when I was in third grade and said, Bryce, you're going to be a teacher and you're going to teach over a thousand kids and you're going to be working in Palm Springs and you're going to teach at this point right now, I've taught for eight years. I would have said, there's no way that that's going to happen. If you would have talked to me uh, freshman year in high school and told me the same thing, I would have said, absolutely, there's no way that that's going to happen. If you would have talked to me when I got to college, I would have said, there's no way that that's going to happen. But God had a plan that was going to put me in a situation where I had the, the, the opportunity to work with students. I had the opportunity in a, in a path I had never heard of and something that I, you know, I, I, um, it wasn't something that, you know, I saw someone else in this specific um, credential and I knew that I could, it wasn't that way. It was a situation where God said, look at this job, apply to it, see what's going to happen. I actually called the HR person of the job and they said, uh, they told me the steps I needed to do to get the credential I had. I didn't know it beforehand. And then God blessed some other situations to happen that I would be able to do it. And if you understand my, my educational history and my journey, you realize that that was God blessing me and guiding me in the, in, in the direction I should go. Let us continue. Luke 23 and 32. We're going to go through 35. Luke 23 and 32. And there was also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place where it's called Calvary, there they crucified him. Let's stop right there. That was um, 32, correct? Or what was that? 32 and 33. Thank you. Let's stop right there. So where we're coming in in this story, we realize that, that Jesus is, is, is in the process of, of being crucified. And what I want to bring to our attention is that this is, this is Jesus' credentials that he can speak to your experience. This is the credentials that he knows that God's love is enough. This is credentials that says that it doesn't matter what situation you're dealing with, God's love is enough. This is, this is the um, way that when we are at our wit's end, that we can, we can get on our knees with the expectation of a blessing, with the understanding that God has been there, that he understands what we're dealing with. We understand how long a day is with the Lord. We understand that his love is what's keeping this world going in the ways that it's going. We understand that. And when we read these scriptures, let us remember that here he was, he was, he was falsely accused. He was beaten. He was made fun of. He was hung on a cross. And he had the power to say that they didn't know what they were doing. Let us continue. One on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, 
for they know not what they do. Amen, amen. And they parted his raiment and cast lots, and the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. Let's stop right there. I can only imagine what that would be like. And what is so powerful about this scripture, he said, is that he was able to rely on God. He was able to rely on the love of God, that the love of God was enough in this situation, and it will be enough in your situation, regardless of how hopeless, regardless of how confused you might be, regardless of the situation. It's saying here that it will be enough that he was able to save someone that was next to him and forgive those that weren't ready yet. Amen. Let us continue. First Corinthians 15, 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. That's why I call drop the mic scripture. So here he hung on the cross. They, 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 they mocked him, and he was able to forgive them. But it says in the word that he rose again. So it's so interesting that here they thought they were killing him, but they didn't realize that they were saving the world. They didn't realize that he was going to rise again, and he was going to save the whole world. And this is when I was talking about those, those mushrooms that pop up, um, and they got stamped down. But sometimes when you go back, you realize that there's more mushrooms, and they're, and they're, and they're flourishing. We realize that in this scripture, when he rose again, he realized that he, he, he wasn't going to be put out. He wasn't going to be stopped. They realized that God's love was enough to die on the cross and to rise again. And we must understand that when we're going through situations and we need a little more love. We realize that, that things aren't going exactly as planned. We realize that, that, that the, the trials of life seem unbearable that we can look back at the scripture and realize that God held him through this situation. That he was able to hang on the cross. He was able to call upon his name. He was able to forgive those that, that, that falsely accused him. He was able to rise again and save the world. So when we look at this, when we understand that we can, when we look at the scriptures that we went through today, and when he says in his word that, we, when we, that all things work together for good for those that love him, that that is that is very clear and decisive. It's not a metaphor. It's not a hypothetical. It's not a, um, um, if, you, um, if you're within the, the, um, the warranty um, time, I remember I, I, I had just gotten, not just got, I had gotten a, a cell phone, an Apple phone, and I was having these issues with it, and I was meaning to go in, meaning to make an appointment, I didn't, and then I finally called them in, and. Um, and I said, you know, the, the microphone isn't working. And she's like, oh, do you have, what, what kind of phone you have? I'll look it up, see if it's still under warranty. And I was just a week shot, a week past the warranty. And they said, oh, can't help you. You're a week over, we can't help you. Like, that's it, you gotta pay now. And so what I realized is God doesn't work that way. That when you're, under, when you're in his plan, it doesn't matter if you're a, a, a week late in figuring it out, that he will bless you completely. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I hope the words, I hope the, I hope the word was encouraging to you.